You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and, of course, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. We did it. We survived the trade deadline. Phew! It always feels like such a relief when we're finally on the other side of the NHL trade deadline, although uh, Montreal and Kent Hughes were pretty quiet for the trade deadline this year. Um, Actually, if you happen to miss this week's episode of the Canadians Connection podcast uh, that came out on Saturday, I was pleased to guest host uh, that episode of the Canadians Connection podcast with Rick Stevens, and we took a deep dive into all things trade deadline uh, analysis of the league overall and uh, what the Canadians did and didn't do at the trade deadline. So if you missed that, uh, I invite you to go check that out at canadiansconnection.fm. You definitely want to Take a listen to that and uh, also hit subscribe while you're there. It's a great show covering uh, the NHL Montreal Canadiens, whereas here on the Press Zone, we cover the Laval Rocket and the AHL. Uh, And we've got a great show for you today. We've got uh, three games to talk about for the Laval Rocket last week, Uh, all three back at home after spending most of the month of February out on the road. And so uh, all three games last week, all seven o'clock games, which is a rare thing on a Saturday for uh, for Laval because they typically play in the afternoon on Saturdays uh, when they're at home uh, due to usually there being a Canadians game in the evening, but there wasn't one this past week. So uh, they had a rare Saturday night game as well. Uh, So we're going to talk about those three games, uh, give you some roster news as far as uh, the the Laval Rocket goes and some of the prospects. And then, of course, in our second segment, Patrick Williams will be joining me for the AHL Hot Stove. And we're just going to give you some information on the AHL trade deadline. Yes, we're not out of the woods yet, actually. Uh, As well as some... News from around the American Hockey League, including, did you know they had an outdoor game this past weekend? We're going to talk about that for a little bit. Uh, so it's uh, it'll be great having Patrick uh, back on the show. Uh, so first and foremost, let's talk about the Laval Rocket. Uh, they had three games at home last week. The first two were against the Rochester Americans. If you remember, uh, the week prior to that, when they were out on the road, they were in Rochester and uh, took a pretty good beating from Rochester uh, just a week prior in 
Blue Cross Arena. So what would happen now with Rochester coming into into Place Bell? Well, have to say, since the new year, uh, Place Bell is back to being a place that's difficult for visitors to win in. Uh, and that certainly was the case on Wednesday night. Uh, it was a there wasn't a whole lot of goaltending going on on this night. A seven to five victory for the Laval Rocket. Um, Caden Primo back in the lineup uh, because Kevin Poulin is out with injury again. Uh, so Philip Philippe De Rosier uh, is is backing up Caden Primo. So he'll he'll get the the workload for now. Um, Corey Schooneman also back in the lineup uh, because he had been returned to Laval uh, now that Caden Gooley was back in the lineup as well. Um, also, a couple of a uh, couple of injuries, not injuries, but illness. Tori Dello was out with illness, um, and Nate Schnarr was swapped in uh, swapped out in favor of John Parker Jones. Uh, so this was Wednesday. This was prior to this trade deadline. Remember, Nate Schnarr then ended up being traded on Friday. So this would be, uh, at this point, he didn't know it yet, but Nate Schnarr had already played his last game as a member of the Laval Rocket. Uh, and so it was a, it was a, it was an offensive affair, that's for sure. The Rocket went up 2-1 uh, to one in the first period, tagged uh, three more onto that in the second period, although the Amherst did score two more in the second period. So they were kind of keeping, keeping with Laval, and they both scored two goals in the third period, it was just those two extra goals in the first period that ended up being the the key for the Laval Rocket, um, and they had a bunch of different uh, goal scorers: Pierre Rick Dubay, Peter Abandonado, Mitchell Stevens, Brandon Gignac, Gabriel Bork, William Trudeau, Riley McKay. Seven goals, seven different goal scorers, uh, and that's not uh, been unusual for the Rocket this year, which is is one of the positives. They've been able to spread the offensive production around a little bit, which is which is pretty key. Uh, and so that was, you know, they, they've been battling Rochester for uh, a place in the standings. And for a little while, uh, Rochester uh, was behind them and then had uh, kind of leapfrogged them into fourth place when they won and then went on to win while they were while Laval was on the road. This brought things a little closer again. And Laval was able to do the same thing again on Friday night. They came out as the victors on Friday night. Um, this one looked like Rochester had this in the bag. Rochester was up three to nothing in this game uh, in the second period, and it looked like they had a pretty good uh, handle on things against the Laval Rocket. Then Pierre Rick Dubay scores a power play goal in the second period gets Laval on the board, and the Amherst simply kind of fell apart in the third period. They weren't able to score again, and they weren't able to keep Laval out of the net, and so Laval came back. Mitchell Stevens tying the game with just 44 seconds left on the clock. It was almost a done deal for Rochester. Rochester almost had redeemed themselves from their Wednesday night loss and, and could have walked out of Place Bell uh, with, with two points. But Mitchell Stevens, 44 seconds left. The Rocket kept pushing. They force overtime, and Anthony Richard wins it in overtime. So the Rocket uh, take both games from Rochester, drawing them a little closer and closing that gap a little bit, although Rochester did get a point uh, since since the game went to overtime. 
Um, but a but a really decent showing from the Laval Rocket um, on home ice. Lots of fan support. The building was really full. Um, and, you know, they continued to kind of nip at the heels of, of the Rochester Americans. Interestingly enough, then, on Saturday night, the Rockford Ice Hogs came to town. Rockford is the AHL affiliate of the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, they did not have two of their new weapons in the lineup yet who were traded f- uh, for, and that would be goaltender Anton Kudobin and uh, forward Rocker, Rocco Grimaldi, two big weapons that the Ice Hogs are going to have down the stretch. They were not in the lineup, uh, but former Laval Rocket Cam Hillis was, as was Morgan Adams Moisan. Uh, and so always interesting to see former players come back and play. Um, and this was a much tighter game. And once again, um, extra minutes were required. Uh, this one actually went to a shootout. And this one looked like Rockford was going to blank Laval in their own barn. Uh, the the Ice Hogs scored in the first period, uh, Gogolev scoring his first of the, of the season. And then there was no more scoring at all. Um, nothing in the first Neither team scored in the second. Rockford couldn't score in the third. Uh, Mitchell Stevens actually tying the game in the third, forced overtime. Nothing happened in the in in the overtime, and the shootout went eleven rounds. Um, it was it was a it was a, a tremendous uh, shootout. Interestingly enough, it was Rockford who managed to get the puck in the back of the net in the shootout twice, and who did that? as opposed to only once for Laval. Who were the guys who scored both goals in the shootout? Cam Hillis and Morgan Adams-Moisan. Both of the former Rocket players were the one were the only two Rockford players to put the puck in the back of the net during the shootout, giving Rockford the victory and the two points. Um, so not the, uh, not the outcome that Laval would have wanted on this night, but they did manage to get a point out of it. Kind of, uh, you know, this is, this was a, uh, this was a contest outside the division. Rockford is, is part of the central division. So, um, in terms of division, uh, points, this was, this was helpful for Laval. Um, so they will now go on this week and play one more game at home and then two on the road. They will host Belleville on Wednesday night. Belleville has really been struggling uh, for the last couple of months. Uh, they have just been absolutely decimated by injuries and call-ups, particularly at the goaltending position. Um, and so Belleville has been struggling. But we know that Belleville also uh, seems to to manage to get to Laval. Um, and, and Laval doesn't always play their best hockey against the Senators. So uh, Belleville on Wednesday night will be a key matchup. And then they go on the road and they play in Syracuse on Friday. If you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know how games against Syracuse in Syracuse usually go. So buckle up. I'm sure it's going to be a feisty, uh, feisty affair. And then they travel to visit the Springfield Thunderbirds on Saturday night, um, which has become a new kind of rivalry for the franchise ever since uh, these two teams really gutted it out and went seven games deep into the Eastern Conference Finals last year before Springfield ultimately beat Laval in Game 7 and, and advanced to the Calder Cup 
final uh, sending Laval home for the season. So um, while that is not a division game, those are important points on the board as well. It should be a it should be a fun week of of hockey for uh, Laval Rocket fans, and it'll be interesting to see how all of that shakes out. We're going to talk in a moment with Patrick Williams about the fact that the AHL trade deadline actually has not arrived yet. That comes later this week. Uh, so we could see some changes in uh, for the roster for Laval. We've actually, uh, actually just today, there is a new addition. Uh, well, first I should, should mention, we know that Nate Schnarr was traded away on Friday in an AHL trade uh, by, by Kent Hughes. In return, uh, they get uh, defenseman Frederick Allard. Um, he will be with the team. Uh, he, he, of course, was closer to the Canadians, California and Vegas swing. So he actually played with the Canadians in uh, Vegas on Sunday night. Um, but he will be with the Laval Rocket now. Um, and... My interest here, you know, Frederick Lard is is a is a solid AHL defenseman. He uh, he's he's a very um, you know very 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 good AHL defenseman. So he should help to kind of tighten things up on the back end for JF Uhl. Uh The interesting thing now, though, is that there will be about eight defensemen who are healthy, which means two guys are sitting uh, every game, and um, you know. I will be curious to see who the defensemen are who are going to sit. Um, and I certainly hope it's not a prospect. Um, Matthias Norlander has had a pretty good season, despite the fact that his past couple of weeks of games haven't um, haven't been his best. But that's to be dis- expected in development. There's going to be steps forward and steps backward. You just kind of have to keep working at it. That's how development goes. But but he's had overall some really impressive moments in his season. I really hope he doesn't become a victim to uh, Frederick Allard coming into the lineup. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be fascinating to watch that. So we can expect Frederick Allard with the team this week as well. Uh, this morning, the Laval Rocket announced that they have signed a forward to a PTO, 24-year-old Nolan Yuremko. Uh, he is a left winger, six foot one, two hundred five pounds, shoots to the left. He is an undrafted uh, young man who has spent the last four years. He played in the in the WHL for a number of years uh, for the Tri City Americans, um, putting up some pretty impressive numbers uh, there. Um, and then spent four years, the past four years, uh, playing for uh, Mount Royal University in uh, Alberta in the U sports league. Um, this season, he's played 28 games for Mount Royal, 17 goals, 28 assists for 45 points. Uh, so some decent numbers for U sports. Um, I don't, I, I see this as a PTO for depth, uh, to bolster Laval's kind of guys who are on deck, let's say, as they try to stay in the hunt for the playoffs um, not probably wanting to rely on just ECHL call-ups uh, necessarily if if an injury occurs and so on and so forth. Uh, so we'll see if Nolan Yurenko actually gets into the lineup anytime soon. Uh, I see this this PTO as someone just to bring him in, let him start practicing, see what he can do, see how he meshes, and if he needs to be brought in, 
you know, kind of in an emergency or if there's an injury or a call up, uh, then they can do that. Um, we'll see if more personnel are added as we move along. Uh, as it stands right now, the Laval Rocket with 56 points on the season. Um, that is good enough for fifth place in the North Division, which is the last playoff spot. Belleville is right behind them with three, uh, just three points behind them. Cleveland is just four points behind them. But Rochester is only one point away from them in front of them in fourth place. Um, and uh, Syracuse and Utica have kind of created a bit of a gap um, of, of five and six points, respectively, um, in, in third and second place. So right now, Laval is is battling with Rochester for 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 spots and they're hoping to keep Belleville away from them, which is why, you know, Wednesday night game, Wednesday night's game has big implications. Laval wins that game. They have 58 points. They open up a five point gap between themselves and Belleville. However, if Belleville wins that game, Laval is hanging on by a thread to that fifth place position. And Belleville then is just one point behind them in the standings. So, uh, starting to be that time of year where you're watching every point and all of the, uh, you know, what, what every game and every point means coming down the stretch. So, uh, be sure that you are following the AHL report on Twitter. You can find us at the AHL report. We'll give you all of the live in-game updates as things happen, as well as links to our post-game recaps, uh, which can be found at AHLreport.com. You don't want to miss a second of it. And what you also don't want to miss is the AHL Hot Stove coming up after this commercial break. And Patrick Williams will be joining me here in the studio for this week's episode of the AHL Hot Stove, as he does each and every week. And we've got a lot of great things to talk about from around the American Hockey League, including some uh, players of the week and the month to introduce you to. So you don't want to miss that. Stay with us. You are listening to the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Whether you're a fan of the Sixers, the Raptors, the Cavs, the Lakers, the Celtics, whatever your team is, you know, just line up a same-game parlay and see what happens. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Press Zone Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio, AHLReport.com, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Once again, I am your host of the show. My name is Amy Johnson, 
And uh, I'm also the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. You can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. But also, as I said before, be sure that you're following at the AHL Report on Twitter. That's the best place to go to find all of our Laval Rocket coverage and updates from uh, Laval and prospects of the Montreal Canadiens. Well, thankfully, we are on the other side of the NHL trade deadline, as I mentioned in the first segment. But we do still have kind of waiting with bated breath as we see what happens around the AHL this week with the AHL trade deadline taking place this Friday, March 10th. Uh, as I said in the first segment, we've already seen uh, the Laval Rockets sign uh, a forward to a PTO. There could be more coming this week. But at the end of the day, we know that no matter what happens, if there's big transactions that happen at the AHL level, whether it's with Laval or around the American Hockey League, the guy to talk to about it would be the one and only Patrick Williams. And he is back with us this week for another edition of the AHL Hot Stove. Patrick, welcome back. And how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. It's We made it. We made it through the NHL trade deadline. Um, phew cross another year off the list uh and and we'll see we'll see what what the ahl retirement yeah exactly exactly um but uh you know kent hughes wasn't uh, very busy for the nhl club at all uh on friday but he did manage to make an ahl related trade uh we saw forward nate schnarr sh- shipped out uh last friday uh, and in return, uh, Frederick Allard, defenseman, comes into the organization. Uh, Allard plays mostly in, uh, has played in the Western Conference, so Laval Rocket fans might not be too familiar with him. Um, so can you give us a bit of uh, kind of the inside scoop on what kind of player uh, Laval Rocket fans should expect when Frederick Allard uh, joins the team this week and, and likely uh, takes his first uh, shifts with the Laval Rocket? Uh, real steady uh, right-handed defenseman um, moves the puck well uh, certainly able to um, contribute a little bit offensively he, now he was in Ontario um, the past year or so so uh, they've had some real high level um, talent there that they haven't necessarily needed him to, to bring that component to his game but um, certainly someone in that uh, he offers that, uh, and yeah, I like the move a lot for, for, for Laval. I actually like it uh, for Montreal, too, in the sense that uh, he's certainly there as a, a good call-up option. But mm-hmm. you know, like, we've seen the Laval blue line really f- through much of the year just because of injuries and then call-ups. Um, it's been a very unstable blue line, right? And I think having somebody there that, that comes in, he's a 25-year-old, he's very established at this level. Um, you know, he can be a top... He can be a top two, I think, if, if you need him. And certainly he's a top four easily. Um, so I think, you know, especially like, you know, Nate Schnarr, I think, you know, didn't really quite quite work out for him there. So, I, you know, i like for him to get another opportunity uh, with Ontario um, and, and see how that goes for him. But, you know, I think, you know, it really satisfies a pretty important need uh, for the Laval Rocket. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see uh, how, how that works out. Uh, and of course, as I mentioned in the first segment, uh, kind of waiting with a little bit of beta breath to see who is going to end up uh, having to sit uh, with a new defenseman coming in because they're actually, uh, for once, a little healthy on the back end in Laval. So it'll be it'll be interesting <laughs> to watch how the how the roster management goes. Famous last words, right? <laughs> Ex- well, yeah, <laughs> knock on wood. Um, we did see, however, last weekend. There's a couple of teams around the league 
that did take the opportunity right away to bolster the AHL roster uh, in an effort to really make that push down the stretch here in the last four or five weeks of the regular season to, to make the playoffs and have an impact. One of those teams Laval faced on Saturday. I mentioned it in the first segment that they played Rockford, who uh, acquired goaltender Anton Kudobin and forward Rocco Grimaldi. Uh, Laval kind of dodged the bullet a little bit that that those two players were not yet with the team to dress with the team, uh, but will be a big piece of Rockford's uh, roster moving forward into this last stretch of the season. And then Hartford, who has been massively struggling all season long um also made some some big moves uh thanks to the new york rangers got some big pieces of the puzzle um and and had some pretty big scores on the scoreboard last weekend as well yeah so yeah starting with hartford right like, <laughs> so part of their background right they haven't made it to the playoffs since 2015 um and they've had some pretty spectacular um second half um uh, you know downfalls in recent years about four years ago they they were second in the league or second in the division midway uh, point of the season they lost uh, their number one goalie two top forwards and a defenseman all within the span of about, about a month and uh well that that lead quickly <laughs> went down the drain so that was the first one uh and then last year uh they were sitting pretty well going into march and uh down the stretch they ended up losing uh believe it was they won only like nine of their last 30 games uh and again missed the playoffs so they haven't you haven't been in the playoffs now going on eight years Oof. um which in this league is that's tough yeah that's tough to do in a league where 23 of 32 teams make it, so. <laughs> it's really hard not to make the playoffs anymore so you think like that's a lot of lost opportunities for for young prospects to get uh to get both playoff experience but also just that experience coming down the stretch was almost as valuable Mm-hmm. sense of like you know you're playing meaningful games in uh february march april that's in the day you're not playing out the strain for one right like so you're not just sort of because we've all seen those teams where they're playing out the strain it's not pretty um the lineup just gets you know blown apart you know guys go off on their own page um you know players start playing for themselves you know because you know you have guys working out for contracts or positioning the team so it's just not a good situation for anybody uh to be out of the to be out of contention early in this league so mm. um so they brought in they brought uh, they brought in jake decision uh they brought in uh, adam clinton um ryan carpenter came back from the rangers uh he's been a big boost for hartford uh, and then yeah. they went out on uh, last saturday night in bridgeport their, their top rival <laughs> they won nine nothing um, 31 well, to that's a lead. statement. Uh, that's a statement. That's uh, <laughs> a message sent to the Rangers that, hey, you know, um, we like what you've done. Um, now, uh, this being the HL, of course, the next chapter <laughs> to go out, they're, they're ahead in the third period against a good Charlotte team. It's looking like uh, it's going to be a great weekend. And, and... give up five in the third. So, Oops. You know, that's the nature of the HL. That's the nature it of is. young players, young prospects, uh, young teams. And, uh, you know, but overall, I think Hartford's on, on, a, on a good trend in that sense. Uh, it's similar situation in a way with uh, Rockford. Obviously, the parent team, Chicago, is um, they're going through, a, I guess, a teardown slash rebuild. I'm not sure where um, where exactly you that line is. But mm-hmm. uh, so they have some prospects in Rockford that they want to get um, 
meaningful games down the stretch, but also Rockford's more uh, a little bit more solid for a playoff spot at the moment. So you want them to not just get in, but maybe go on a little bit of a run. Uh, so you bring in uh, Rockford Grimaldi, who was tied for the league lead in goals, uh, coming over from San Diego. So he did that playing for a really, uh, really bad San Diego team this year. Uh, they brought in Anton Hudobin, who, you know, was, um, you know, what, not even three years ago in the Stanley Cup final with Dallas uh, as their goaltender. And then you uh, brought in Andy Walensky, who had kind of uh, fallen a little bit off favor in Hartford. Uh, so he comes in as a steady guy there. So um, all in all, I think a, a pretty productive um, uh, time for Rockford and Chicago. And I think it does show that the new management there with Blackhawks um, is given Rockford a little bit more leeway to um, – put together a good team there. And, uh, you know, I think so. Um, I'll be interested to see. I think they're solid for the playoffs, but, I, you know, this is a case where I think, you know, you want to also see – you want to see them get, a you know, like a player like Lucas Reichel. Yeah. First-round pick. Or an Isaac Phillips, guys like that. Uh, Arvid Soderblom. You want to see them get uh, some real bona fide playoff time. So that's uh, that's the thinking there in Chicago and Rockford that's – that's, you know, you don't have a whole lot going on with your NHL team right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like looking for some positivity. And if you can generate some of that through your NHL team, then I think you'll take it. Well, speaking of, you know, uh, good playoff time, uh, this week's AHL Player of the Week is uh, a goaltender who uh, Laval Rocket fans are certainly familiar with due to his time in the playoffs, particularly last season, uh, playing for the Springfield Thunderbirds. It's Joel Hofer, from uh, goaltender from the Springfield Thunderbirds, who uh, Laval got plenty acquainted with uh, in mm-hmm. in uh, last year's playoff run, deep into the playoffs, uh, eventually beating them in the Eastern Conference Final in Game 7. But Hofer is the AHL Player of the Week this week because despite only having two starts last week, he only allowed one puck to get past him, stopping 57 of his 58 shots faced last week uh, for a 983 save percentage and a .49 goals against. Uh, pretty decent week for Joel Hofer. Looks like his his solid play that we started to see last year has carried over into this season as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a pretty good uh, year, you know, 2023 for him. I mean, he was an H all-star last month in Laval. You know, he got a new two-year deal with St. Louis. Um, you know, now, now this has really been a, a nice story there. Fourth round pick by St. Louis. Um, and like you said, you know, Laval fans certainly got familiar with him last year. Um, you know, he was, he was a big part of that run for Springfield to the final. Um, especially Charlie Lindgren was up there with St. Louis for a while during their playoffs. Uh, so over had that net to himself last year mm-hmm. uh, for, for a good portion of that postseason and, and really used that uh, that time well. And it was a great opportunity, especially as a rookie, uh, to have that. Uh, and then I think almost as importantly, carried that over to this year. And um, you know, now with Lindgren obviously being in Washington, um, it's uh, over, you know, especially early on in the first half of the year, really, really took control of that net. So um, it's a nice story. Um, I think uh, he'll make a good challenge uh, for time next year in St. Louis. And if not, certainly come back to the AHL as a third year pro and really come in uh, looking to dominate. So um, I think, uh, I think all in all, if you're, if you're the Blues, you have to be very happy with uh, the progression that uh, a young goalie like Hofer has been able to make. 
Moving over to the AHL Players of the Month for the month of February, uh, some some interesting names here that perhaps Laval fans aren't as familiar with. You might recognize some of them, but but maybe have not gotten to see them too much this season. We'll start with the Player of the Month for the month of February, and that is a defenseman from the Chicago Wolves organization, organization Max LeJoie. Um, 11 games in February with 14 points, five goals and nine assists. Uh, the key here is that that is now the most points in a calendar month by an AHL defenseman in over three years around the league, which is a pretty significant uh, achievement. Yeah, he's interesting because like early in his career, he, he stuck with Ottawa um, and looked like he was on his way to being a full-time NHL player found himself back in the AHL, uh, eventually got moved to Carolina. And now he's in a situation where, um, you know, he's trying to break into that Carolina defensive rotation. That's just a tough one to, to crack. Mm-hmm. But at this level, he's, uh, frankly, I think he's probably, uh, he's outgrown this level. Uh, but while he's down here, he's certainly taking care of his side of things. Uh, he's a captain there um, with a Chicago team that really went through a rough first half uh, after losing so many players uh, in the off season. So, uh, he's been a real bright spot there. He he again was an all star um, uh, in Laval last month, and uh, you know I'll be interested to see where he is. He's like twenty five now, so like he is in that 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 can be a, a hazy gray area for for players career wise. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see where he can take this. Like, I do think he probably needs a a, a different uh, a different home um, and a chance to maybe uh, break in with uh, with another NHL club because uh, I think he I think he has what it takes, but uh, again, he's he's up against a really tough uh, lineup to crack there. Absolutely. Uh, kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum from that is our Rookie of the Month for the month of, of February, and that comes from the Lehigh Valley Phantoms organizations, uh, believe it or not. Uh, Elliot Denoyer, Rookie of the Month, 21-year-old Quebec native. This is a kid who was drafted in the fifth round back in 2020, uh, but also has five goals and nine assists for 14 months uh, in just eight games played for for the Phantoms during the month. But that is also in the midst of getting a call up and making his NHL debut with the Philadelphia Flyers this past month as well. Um, you know, overall this season, Denoyer has 19 goals and 37 points uh, in just in the 49 games he's played for the Phantoms this season. And um, Patrick, he's starting to look like maybe this is a little bit of a diamond in the rough, kind of a, a late deep draft pick uh, that that the Flyers came up with uh, a few years ago that could turn out to be uh, a decent piece, at least of their AHL puzzle, much less uh, potentially down the road uh, could have some NHL transitional qualities. Yeah. And, and Philly needs that, right? Like mm-hmm. if you look at their drafts going back four or five, six years, right? Like, so you, so long enough that you'd start to get some, you know, good sense of kind of where things, you know, have landed. Mm-hmm. They had some real rough drafts there, right? And yeah. you know, it's really really held the team back at the NHL level and, and certainly even at the AHL level. Um, so if you have something with a fifth rounder now as a rookie, I mean that would be a big win for Philly. Um, to, to, I mean that's where you can really make some hate, right? Like as as as, as a franchise, when you can hit on some of those late round picks, and and, and so far so good. You know, I've, I've seen a fair amount of him this year, and. Um, he, he looks, uh, he looks very solid, um, you know, as, as a rookie, but I think, you know, it was interesting. So like John Tortorella, the head coach there in Philly, you know, he was, you know, speaking to reporters, 
about a week ago and it was um, just you know along the lines of like we're, we're going to send it back to Lehigh which they did and they wanted to get a lot of play or, or stretch drive experience and then playoff experience with the Phantoms mm-hmm. uh, rather than being in Philly and then maybe you're in and on the lineup and you're maybe playing six eight minutes a night come down to Lehigh and, and be one of the you know top six player maybe even the top three um, and um really get that, that high pressure experience rather than being in Philly where, you know, like I said, it's, you're going to be in another lineup and it's not a great, it's not a great environment there right now, obviously uh, with the team. Um, so I thought that was a, that was an interesting shift, I think, because that hasn't always been the case with, with the Flyers and with um, um, you know, how they manage their young prospects. So I think that was a, that was a positive development, I think uh, for him. And I, I think, you know, Philly, you know, at large, Absolutely. Last but not least, uh, we have the AHL Goaltender of the Month uh, doing something pretty tremendous uh, in the month of February. Went 5-0 and uh, for the Abbotsford Canucks in February, and I'm talking about goaltender Archer's seal-offs. Um, okay, so he went 5-0. and that's, that's a pretty tremendous statistic to have. But in those five games, he only allowed four goals 113 shots he faced but only four goals allowed uh ending the month with a 965 save percentage for for the month and a and a 0.90 goals against i mean four goals all month that's a that's a pretty decent month uh yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) um yeah he's he's another good story right like so he was a sixth round pick by vancouver um he came in during that that uh so his rookie year was that pandemic season, 2021. And obviously that was chaotic for everybody. And I think even more so for Vancouver, because at the time their affiliate was in Utica, um, which was also being shared with St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you had that, and you also had the border issue where it was difficult to move players back and forth over the border. So trying to move a guy from Vancouver to Utica, not easy to do because of the restrictions. So they sent him to Manitoba. He didn't really get uh, much time there. Last year was sort of a you know, little bit of a lost season too. Like there was injury issues, and again he was uh, you know he was sent on loan um, to Twelve Beer actually um, for a bit. And um, you know this year though, like he really got a chance uh, to take the net. Uh, new head coach coming in to Abbotsford, Jeremy Colleton. Uh, and he ran with it, right? Like, and, and been, been a workhorse too, right? Like, you know, already played 36 games and, um, you know, really took control of that net early on. So, um, he's a player, I think, you know, like he's still a little bit of ways away in terms of, uh, you know, as a young goalie, he's going to be 22 later this month. Um, but, um, you know, I want to see him probably get another, at least another year or two in Abbotsford and really, really take control uh, of this league, but you know, obviously, with Vancouver going through a lot of upheaval and uncertainty, mm-hmm. um, I think that's probably put, putting it nicely. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he might fit into the picture, you know, you know, in a couple years, you know, as a potential option there in that, uh, you know, kind of depending where, you know, where the the plans um, evolve and shake out for for the big team. So, but yeah, he's certainly somebody to keep an eye on, um, and you know, I think. You know, for a guy with not a lot of experience at the pro level coming into this year uh, at a young age, only 21, to see the progression he's made this year, I think you're, if you're Vancouver and Abbotsford, you have to be re- really happy with what you're seeing from him. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, it will be uh, it'll be very interesting to see how all of this shakes out for the rest of the season. Um, and you know, getting getting the inside scoop and such great uh, pictures of some of these up and coming um, players around the American Hockey League is one of just many reasons why we love having Patrick Williams on the show every week. Uh, he just brings a wealth of knowledge with you as well as uh, just some really good insights. So uh, we will see if maybe there's some other moves to talk about this week. Not too many, mind you, but maybe <laughs> some other moves around the AHL this week that maybe we'll have uh, to talk about next week, which would be fun. Yes, we will see. The, the AHL deadline is always all over the place. Like some years it's it's really hectic. Other years it's like you can hear a pin drop. And, um, Let's yeah. meet in the middle somewhere. We'll get yeah, a nice happy medium would be would be ideal for us. That would be ideal, regardless of what it is. Uh, I know that we'll have uh, another terrific conversation with you next week. I look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday on the Press Zone. And thanks for being with us again this week. Thank you. Will we see roster changes and some movement happening for the Laval Rocket or any of their division rivals when we meet back here again next Tuesday? Well, uh, we will have to wait to see uh, since Patrick did just get done explaining that they have until Friday, March 10th for the AHL teams. Uh, to make trades and deals and transactions. So we'll see if uh, more than just Nolan Yaremko is a new addition and a new face uh, on the Laval bench uh, when we meet back here again next Tuesday. That's going to wrap it up for us this week on the Press Home Podcast. We are so thankful for you to uh, come back each and every week and listen and uh, be part of the show. We couldn't do it without you. Don't forget to follow us at the AHO Report on Twitter. If you enjoy this podcast, if you like hearing about the Laval Rocket and keeping tabs on how the prospects are doing down in the AHL, then won't you take a moment and just tap that subscribe button and share this episode on your favorite social media platforms uh, so that we can spread the word and even uh, and have a, a bigger community than we already do listening each and every week here on the Press Home Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Looking forward to... Uh, being here with you again next Tuesday and seeing what kinds of changes have happened. And hey, next week when we meet, daylight savings will have passed. So we'll, the, the days are getting longer, folks. That means uh, spring is right around the corner. Playoffs are right around the corner. And it looks like Laval is going to make a push to be in the postseason. It should be exciting coming down the stretch. Thanks so much for listening to the Press Home Podcast. My name is Amy Johnson. And uh, meet me back here again next Tuesday for another episode of the Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.